Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read test testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to register for our next workshop coming up January 27th through the 29th in Pennsylvania in the beautiful Poconos along the Delaware River. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio, training men, educating women. Are you ready to get real and start living each day in purity? This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Pure Sex Radio brings you the best in mobile talk radio. Listen to real life struggles, learn how to overcome lust, pornography, and sex addiction, and get serious about purity. Your hosts for Pure Sex Radio are Jonathan Doherty and Stephen Cervantes. Jonathan is the director of Be Broken Ministries and founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop for Men. Stephen is the founder of the Hope Counseling Center. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio Broadcast. We're glad you've joined us today. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Stephen Cervantes. How are you? Blessed. Thank you. That's great. Well, we want to remind you, as we do periodically and as we've kicked off the new year, that we are a listener-supported podcast. And what that means is that the only way that we can distribute this and create this and get it out to uh, all the folks that uh, listen to us all around the world is just by faithful partners that come along uh, like you who want to support us and and give to us financially. We are so grateful to all of you who that have uh, chosen to support us and allow us to expand our reach even further. If you'd like to learn about the ways that you can partner with us, simply go to puresexradio.com and then click on the donate link. So Stephen, you know, we we do these three-day workshops throughout the year, our Gateway to Freedom workshop for men, and it's just, I mean, we've had hundreds and hundreds of men over the years come through, and it's always great to see these guys say, hey, yeah, you can use some of the insights that you've gained through my story or whatever. Um, and so this week, we're going to be taking a look at some of those statements. So why don't you share with our listeners where we're going to go on this podcast? So these are statements that men make um, it's reflective of of um, emotional systems that are in pain, if you will, 
and we ask permission, and they give us permission to use these statements. We never say a name, and we hope they bless the guys that said them, but we say them to bless all the guys that can't make a weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we want you to peek into what's going on, what shows up, and what are some of the thoughts that are shared. So one of the gentlemen said, I stew in hatred. Wow. I stew in, and let me refine it a little bit, I stew in self-hatred. Mm. That's how I live my life every day. I, I cook up a big stew of self-hatred, and I eat it all day, then I go to bed. Man. You know, I think it makes me think that's... that's uh... That's a life that's like withering. That's mm. that's just drowning in that example there. But just a stew and self self hatred. I, I think of a, I kind of see this cauldron, and I see this stew, and I'm thinking, you know, I almost see like an evil witch standing over it, and that's oh, like, wow. that's like good. that's a, that's the witch of shame that's just <laughs> continuing to, you know, put the seasoning in there that says you're worthless and you're stupid and oh, you're that's ugly good. and all that. You know, that's good. Um, the next man said, negativity, being negative, all that's negative overwhelms me. Mm. How could it not? Well, no, put that into context. What are you saying? Well, how could it not? How could How could negativity not overwhelm you? I mean, think about our... Uh, Think about it in contrast to positivity. Mm. Stephen, could could you ever speak so much positive over your life that you would be overwhelmed? You mean, but I could I could you swim be- in it, and I could have a lot of it if I was really positive. I'd attract more positive. I'd look at positive, say positive, read positive. So, what are you saying? I guess what I guess maybe the way I'm I'm interpreting overwhelmed here is that it um it weighs him down. Uh and so the it breaks so, him down so my, and weakens him. My response and, yeah. is well how could negativity not do that? How that, could not negativity not like kind of crush you? Whereas if you but, look at positivity, could you ever be uh, say hey uh, listen that's too much I can't I can't take all that positivity I can't take all that you know yeah. good but it will break you down right yeah. negative thoughts negative feelings getting negative having negative interactions with other people even thinking God thinks negative of you spiritually yeah it is destructive yeah so these first two are just steeped in shame mm-hmm. dialogue and shame speak. Yep. Next comment, I can't blame my behaviors on someone else. I've tried to, but if I'm going to be honest, I have to have some insight that I can't blame my wife for not being there. I can't blame, you know, uh, work is too stressful. I can't blame the kids are too much. I can't believe we don't have any money. I work so hard and they spend the money on diapers. I, I can't blame anyone. You know what I see? I see this insight coming from a guy who, probably to make that statement, meant that he had been blaming before, right? I mean, this oh, is, this, yes. has, this has to be yes. a breakthrough, right? I mean, who makes that statement except yes. the guy that is saying, you know what? I'm realizing that I have passed off the responsibility for what I have done onto other people, and I'm recognizing I can't do that anymore. Mm. That's that's not right. It's not true. And so I just can't, I can't blame anybody else anymore for what I've done. 
You know what? And some of these comments are closing comments at the weekend. This is why they look like they're insightful. Yeah, there's a breakthrough. They're exactly. saying, hey, this is how I've seen myself. This is how I've lived. I'm glad you said what you just said, because now, now we here's another one. And they're like aha moments. They're insights. Mm-hmm. I've analyzed my problem over the course of the weekend. And what I've learned is this. I have not had an open heart. Mm-hmm a growing, open, alive heart. And you know, that fits in with a lot of what we've been talking about in some recent episodes in terms of the kind of the emotional system breaking down and and how we take on roles mm-hmm. that kind of allow us to survive. And that's, yes. that's a statement from a person that had learned some way to survive, and it definitely included not opening your heart. That is good. Keep things in your head. Yes. Keep things on a real smooth, logical line. Ooh, that's good. But, you know, he's, he's learning now that— So I play a role, I use my head, I say smart things— but I'm not alive and open and receptive my heart. Yeah, so he's discovering there's so much more to my being and the fullness of life that requires an open heart, requires getting emotional and getting connected and on a deeper level. And my emotions being present and me working through things, right, and mm-hmm. being there more fully. That's great. These guys sound good. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the guys said, there are a lot of people around me. But you know what? None of those people know me. Now, how is—I'd like to know, you know, because a lot of times we read something like that or we say something like that, and we and everybody is filtering it kind of through their own interpretation of what know me means. What do you think, uh, what do you think a person means when they're saying, hey, I've got a lot of people around me, but they don't know me? Is he— I think you said it earlier perfectly. He plays a role. His heart is closed. He he fears failing, so he puts on this strong identity. He takes control of the room. He talks, or he tells a story, or he's really nice. But I'm hiding behind all that. So, so the the idea here is these people don't know my fears. They don't know my maybe my real aspirations. They don't know where I'm broken and wounded. Well, and really, you know, a lot of these guys don't know themselves, mm-hmm. right? And if you don't know yourself, how does anybody else know you? Yeah. So that's the missing piece probably. I have not known myself well, so I couldn't tell other people about me well. So they don't know me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, it does, yeah. And I think this is this, I think there are a lot of people men and women, mm-hmm. who are living lonely lives in the presence of a lot of people. Mm, that's good. So they've got, they've got family, and they've got kids, and they've got a husband or a wife, and they've got, they got you know, a job, and they got all these people around them, but they're living this isolated, lonely existence because no, because nobody's getting in. Yeah, and they're closed. They're not growing, mm-hmm. right? They're not open. So I want you to explain this because I think you said this line at the seminar. You <laughs> I know? see what you're saying. A guy stood up as he was getting ready to leave, and he said, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to tell my wife this statement. Don't believe a word I say. 
<laughs> now that's kind of funny. But yeah, before you before you think, what are these guys teaching at this uh, workshop? Let me help you understand one of the things that we do. I I, I help the guys realize that they're going to be facing a lot of chaos and stress as they take their next steps and trying to kind of just repair the damage that's been done. And one of the things I try to point out is that historically in your relationships, you have used your words to tell the people who love you that you weren't doing the things you're actually doing. So you'd lie. You'd lie Mm. about your pornography. You'd lie about your affairs. You'd cover it all up. So maybe now you're getting to a point where you realize, I need recovery, I need to get well, I need to start speaking the truth. Well, the deal is, is because you've used words in the past to deceive people, you have to realize that using words now to convince them that you're telling the truth is going to take a long time. Mm -hmm. So I try to set them up for not being too stressed about these conversations where they say the truth and their wife says, I don't believe you. I just tell them, expect that she's not going to believe a word you say for mm-hmm. a long time. And so I think that's what he was reiterating. He was saying, okay, I'm getting it it's sinking in. I'm getting it into my mind that I'm going to speak the truth now. I'm going to be honest, but I'm going to have the expectation that my wife is not going to believe a word I say, and I'm going to go ahead and give her the freedom to not believe a word I say and just watch my life and see yeah. my actions over time. That's very powerful. Don't trust my words because they've confused you and me before. Watch me grow right in front of you. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. One of the gentlemen said, and I'm going to add to his words some here. He said, "Um, I'm a controller. I'm an alpha male. I'm a pusher. When I come into the room, my job is to push people around and solve problems and make things right. And he said, uh, at Gateway, I got pushed. Mm. It's like, I don't get pushed anywhere. Nobody pushes me. I know my role. I play it well. But at Gateway, I got pushed out of that role and I had to see myself. And for all of us uh, in the listening audience, for all of us who might have a controlling role, kind of that's the that's sort of where we're bent. We like to take control. We like to manipulate. We want things to go our way. I hope this is a word of challenge and encouragement to you that if you're going to grow, you all of life there's a, there requires really a balance. And so if you have gotten imbalanced to where it's like, hey, I'm the controller, I'm the pusher, I'm the leader, I'm the one that's always, you know, quote, taking charge, you're not going to grow if you don't get pushed. If you don't, if there's not some people that are challenging you and pushing on you and pointing out things that need growth and work, you're not ever going to grow. You're going to get stagnant. You're going to get stuck. Um, You're probably going to get very uh, frustrated. And if I could even put it this way, you're going to kind of live an an empty life. Mm. Because if you think about it, none of us grow unless we do get pushed. Mm -hmm. We have to have somebody that looks at us and says, you know what? You've got a blind spot here that you're not seeing, and I see it. I want to invite you in to working on that. What do you say? <laughs> yes, yes. And then yes. we have to decide, am I going to be willing to be pushed? That's good. We hear this one quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's really it's exciting because it's, it's, it's said fresh every time and with such hope. 
goes like this. I am not alone, mm-hmm. or I'm not the only one. I thought I was the only one. You know, I when 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 I first started Be Broken Ministries and we first started doing the Gateway to Freedom workshops, I, I knew the necessity of community. I mean, that's just such so essential to the issue of dealing mm-hmm. with this. I don't know if I knew how powerful that element alone mm. can be in a man's life for giving him hope. Mm-hmm. And we see it so many times at the Gateway Workshop where, you know, I'm I'm trying to navigate into a lot of these deeper areas and all these other kind of things. And then we realize, oh, the fact that these guys have found a place where they can come together, be f- totally vulnerable have deep connection mm-hmm. on their weakest yeah. areas, I realized that is fundamentally essential to a guy feeling like there's hope that he can he can change. Mm, and I good. love it every time because I don't think there's, I've never heard a man say that when he has that epiphany without deep passion. Yes. Like there's yes. just, it's, there's almost healing. Like, it's almost like his soul is crying out, I'm not alone. Uh, yes, yes. We're all alike and I'm like you guys. I thought it was some freak. And, and the other thing about that is in that statement, they're saying, you actually say that I belong. Oh, that's good. I belong to this yes. community of men. I belong to this, this yeah. brotherhood. So the next brother stands up and says, you know, I have baggage, but I realize I don't need to carry that baggage anymore. Mm-hmm. I've been carrying weight, uh, pressure, stress, beliefs, wrong thinking, poor identity, shame dialogue. I have been carrying all this stuff, blaming myself, calling me bad. I don't need to carry this stuff anymore. You know, we play a, a a video in the workshop that is showing this guy that's out in the out in nature and there's this stream and there's this cliff and he's carrying kind of this duffel bag, you know, it's this black bag and um, you know, it kind of symbolizes just the baggage that we carry. And there's as the song is playing, there's this scene where essentially he he tosses it in to the river. But the scene isn't over because then the next scene, what it what it shows you is him on the cliff and then him jumping into the river. Hmm. And I think the idea here is saying, I don't have to carry this baggage. There's a place where I can put that baggage. But you know what? There's a place that I can go to. There's something hmm. I need to jump into. See, so many times we have guys that they, they initially come into this process of saying, hey, here, where can I set this bag? I kind of want to get rid of this back. I don't want to get rid of this porn issue, oh, get rid of this sexual. Yes. And what we say is, well, actually, we we ask you to set the bag over here because there's something you also need to jump into. That's good. And it's more than just releasing your baggage. It's mm-hmm. about saying, I need to release that in order that I'm now free to jump off the cliff and dive into this new adventure. That's good. I was trying to figure out what the age range what the youngest guy, I have a couple of numbers that were there recently, but what do you think the youngest guy and what do you think the oldest guy's age was? Ever? Yeah, yeah. We've had uh, a guy in his 80s. Wow. And we have had a, 
We've had an 18 and a 19-year-old, yeah. Yeah, 18-year-old. And you know what happens is the old guys turn to the young guys and say, I wish I'd come to this weekend mm-hmm. when I was your age. I'm 80 now. I wish I'd learned this when I was 18. Yeah. My life would have been all different. So that's pretty far- powerful to hear that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one gentleman, I'm going to change the name, okay? One gentleman said in group, I'm, I'm a weak man. And when that man stood up to speak and make a closing comment, Another man said, hey, there's strong Fred. Strong Fred. Well, Fred had said, I'm a weak man. Mm. And his brother said, oh, no, you're strong Fred. And Mm. I thought, well, I was like a blessing, new identity, power, recognition, affirmation, you know? It makes me think of when, you know, Joshua is about to lead God's people into the promised land. And he's encouraged multiple times, be strong and courageous. And I'm thinking, that's a word of power mm. spoken over him. And I think that's what happened to this, this man at the workshop. Yeah. He had identified, he said, he said, my identity is I'm, I'm weak. Yes. And while it's true, we're dust, right? We're weak. Yes. There's a different defining factor to our identity. And I love the fact that that was spoken over him. No, who just stood up in the front of the room. That's strong, Fred. Yeah. Let that be spoken over your life and let that mm-hmm. absorb deep in there. Yes, that was the, it was like a blessing. Yeah. It was powerful. It was, it was truth and true identity. And it's just, men do that. They know what to do to encourage one another, you know, when they get to their healthy place. And they're broken place, they're just surviving. I get that too. Well, and I, I, I feel a spirit moment right here because I'm thinking there are plenty of listeners out in the audience right now that are identifying with that man's original statement, which is, I'm a weak man. Mm. And we just want to speak over you now. Yes, that let do. the Let the strong you stand up. I'd That's encourage you right. to stand up right now wherever you are. If yeah. you're driving, stay, keep driving. <laughs> but stand up and receive that word of encouragement. You are a strong That we're man. speaking over you the strength yes. that is the true identity yes. of who you are in Christ. Made in the image of God. There's strength in you, in your design. There's strength. There's goodness that comes out of you. Just receive that. Yes, we're inviting the strong you to stand up and live in that identity. Yeah, and you stand before your Father. You don't stand for us. You stand for your Father, and you say, I receive this in my Mm -hmm. spirit. I receive this. There is strength in my being, and I can use it, you know, to the glory of God. Amen. So one of the men said this, I saw myself in a mirror this weekend. Hmm. And you and I were just talking about that. What happens? The men that are there reflect back to the man that speaks. And the men in the group became the mirror. And what's powerful is men will hold you accountable and say, why are you doing that? Knock it off. Where are you? Tell us. Tell us honestly. Be here. Be be here present, all of you. Mm-hmm. And it was like, he was saying, I saw through your eyes what you saw, that you saw me. And sometimes we're sort of blinded. We've talked about how we play these roles and, and their survival, and we have this false identity, and we live out of this weakness. And, and sometimes we just go through life not even looking at what are we putting out. Well, and I think, I think in some ways we all in, in life are reflecting back to others what we see. 
The difference, I think, with doing it in an environment like the Gateway Workshop is there is a foundation and stability of trust Mm. and safety that's built there that more of that reflection can be received. Because don't you think, listen, when we just go through life with our families and our spouse and our kids, we're always reflecting back to each other what we see. We might not be doing it in a healthy way because we might we might be still trying to self-protect and might be still trying to say, I want to kind of point out the weaknesses in you and highlight the strengths in me. And But our, our, we're kind of always bouncing reflective things off to each other. But to do it in a healthy, safe environment and where concentrated, yes, that's then right. you can feel like okay, I can receive that. I can receive yes. what you just reflected to me. And, and it's funny, you know. I'm thinking if a woman says it to a man, it's very different than if a man says it to a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is right? because it strikes you at your fear level. It, what are you saying to me? You're saying I'm not enough of a man. I'm not adequate. But if a man says it to a man, it's like, hey, knock it off, will you? Why mm-hmm. do you do that? It's goofy. Knock it off. It's almost like a challenge that doesn't hit the core yeah. of failure. Mm-hmm. So one of the men set up and said, I have work to do. I finally see the emotional weak place in my life. I have to work on my emotional growth. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a confession to God, to men taking ownership. You know, it was, it was a very powerful statement. And really, that's what we've been highlighting on some of the recent episodes. And so I invite you listeners, if you haven't heard some of the uh, episodes that we closed out 2016 with, that might be really helpful in terms of healing kind of the emotional brokenness. Mm-hmm. One gentleman asked a question. He said, how do I go back and clean up 35 years of failing? Wow. That's a powerful statement. He's just taking ownership. He's going, can I make it right? You know, I have been stumbling around making mistakes because I wasn't aware and taking ownership. And now this day I do. What can I do? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, there's, since this is a statement that comes maybe later in in the workshop, um, you know, originally a statement like that would be probably just dripping with shame. Yeah. How do I go back? And later, I think it becomes a statement of resolve. Mm. Like, how do I do this? I really, I see the damage I've done. I see clearly the ones I've wounded, how I've stunted my growth. And, and I want to open that door and really begin to clean up the areas that I have left messy. Yes, that's good. One of the gentlemen said, my story, my growing up story, my past will no longer define me. Mm. Because remember, if you had a bad past and you're broken and you're trying to bring all that brokenness and make it live in today, hey, that's an old story. You don't have to live there anymore. And he said, you know, I'm leaving it the power of the story, the reality of the story is still there. It's my story. Right. But it's not going to drive me and scare me and define me anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's such a message of hope there. And if you're out there and you're feeling like, hey, all my whole story to this point in my life has defined me as a failure, has defined me as a fraud, mm-hmm. make today a day that you'll drive a stake in the ground and say, no more. I'm going to, from this day forward, we're going to write a new story. We're going to begin a new chapter and not be defined by the shame of my past. 
one of the men said, in the past, whenever I was caught, and I love this, whenever I got caught in the past, I would do just enough, just get over the line, just get her off my back. I would do just enough to make everything okay, just make it okay. Mm-hmm. And this is this is the... I promise you this is the mentality and the mindset that will not work long-term if you want to really change and really develop healthy relationships. But I think we kind of have that mentality. Hey, I really kind of want my life to still be centered around me. I still want to do whatever I want. And when things do kind of leak out, when stuff, you know, when I do get caught, well, I'll do whatever I can to kind of patch that up just so I can kind of keep doing whatever I want to do. There's no real fundamental paradigm shift. No, it's just maintenance of the same old and sloppy life. Just wire it back together, get some duct tape and hold it together, pretend it's okay. Just say, I quit. I promise never again. I won't, I won't, I won't. It's like a little boy caught with his hand in the cookie jar. No, 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 I wasn't eating cookies. No, no, I only ate one, just one, just one. So this was a great statement. This is the first time, this gentleman said, this is the first time I have honestly seen myself. Man, that's awesome. I have seen my past and my present. I've seen my habits. I've seen my weaknesses. I know what to do now. Mm. This is the first time I've honestly seen myself. I always get so much hope when I hear guys talk about it's the first time for some of these breakthroughs because yes. it just means, man, light is shining into dark places. And if you are, you know, I hope that some of these statements, uh, all of them maybe, but some of them just really resonated with you and started to connect with where you might be on your journey. If you would like some more growth in your own personal uh, pursuit of integrity, please contact us. We'd love to hear your story and see how we might come alongside and help you forward. We're glad that you've been with us, and we look forward to having you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. dot